Global Athlete, a new movement in sport. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula. A new organization is being formed to raise issues affecting athletes in international sport called Global Athlete. The new initiative announced last month Callum Skinner, the British Olympic cyclist, a gold medalist, is helping to lead the push. Along with our guest today on this edition of Around the Rings Radio, Rob Keeler. He is the former deputy director of the World Anti-Doping Agency, where he oversaw operations of the WADA Athletes Commission. Keeler is on a listening tour to come up with a plan to lead Global Athlete beyond its infancy. And he's in Lausanne, Switzerland this week. That's where we're speaking to him. He is uh, taking part in the WADA Conference on Doping in Sport. Thanks very much for, for joining us today on Around the Rings Radio, Rob Keeler. Thanks, Ed. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, tell us, in a nutshell, I guess, give us your your elevator pitch, if you will, about Global Athlete. What is the organization? Why is it necessary? Global Athlete was established really based on a, a call of athletes to have some more independence. After I left uh, the World Anti-Doping Agency, um, I was contacted by several athletes just indicating some concerns they had um, in general in terms of sport movement and and what needed to be done to bring a balance um, to the, to the level and level the playing field a little bit when it came to making decisions for sport. I listened to them, um, and then I was approached by Fair Sport, um, who asked me if I'd be interested in leading such an initiative. And I said there was a principle that I had if I were to do it. One, I wanted to uh, explore with more athletes the need and whether it should be carried out and should we start an initiative. And two is any funding that is provided to global athletes is not linked to decision-making. And it must be a bottom-up approach with the athletes driving the process. And the benefit is the organization is not linked to sport, it's not linked to government, and it's not linked to anti-doping organizations. As a result, the number one interest is only uh, and primarily for the athletes. Which athletes? Olympic athletes? Non-Olympic athletes included in this as well? This is part of the the process we're going through right now. Where the scope is wide open. Uh, we're Olympic, Paralympic, uh, recognized sports. Uh, and we want to have that discussion to see where the scope should start. Uh, the athletes have to drive this. Right from the beginning, we had a, a brainstorming session with eight athletes. I'm talking about the scope and how we start this initiative. And that's what we want to do. We want, we want to differentiate ourselves from, from the others where... It's not Rob Keeler setting a mandate. It's the athletes setting a mandate and them running it and driving it. It'd be easy for me to set a, a mandate and try to get people to follow me and, and to say this is what we're going to do. And that's why we want to be different. It has to be driven by the athlete. It has to be initiated by the athletes. And that's why we're taking time to listen. Uh, we're not in a rush. Uh, we want to make sure we do this right. And we want to make sure that we really balance the, the decision-making tables with more athlete engagement. Well, there are athlete commissions on the IOC, notably, also on the World Anti-Doping Agency. Uh, why are they not satisfactory or, or d- uh, delivering on the need that uh, Global Athlete is trying to meet? Well, I think those uh, athlete organizations, not just the IOC uh, and WADA, the Paralympic uh, Committee Athlete Commission, 
they're, they are linked directly with uh, the organizations they represent. Um, I'm not saying they don't have value because I think they do have value. And I think there's a lot of value that comes from different perspectives and different committees. The difference here is there's no link to uh, any organization and, and it enables them the ability to speak openly, speak freely uh, without any possible worry about what they say and how they say it. And we're going to welcome the voice, the dissenting voices. Uh, we've heard some already that um, are unsure of what we're doing, and, and we're going to learn from that. We're going to try to communicate in the best way when we have our results and, and move it forward. So that we don't have that link, and, and we simply want to make sure that athletes mobilize and they get stronger and, and get, as I said, a, a more balanced approach to developing the sport they want. But right now, the voice of the athletes that the IOC pays the most attention to would be the IOC Athletes Commission, and the same for WADA. How do you mm -hmm. get beyond that? How do you make global athletes' position known to these organizations and represented there? Yeah, both the WADA Athlete Committee, the IOC Athlete Committee, and the uh, International Paralympic Athlete Committee, I mean, they have... Um, they have a structure and, and they have uh, represented athletes for years. And I think what we're seeing now is a little bit of a, uh, an athlete movement where the push for more independence. And we see, we saw it with the German athlete group where they structured an independent working group or an independent athlete committee where they're hiring their own executive director to represent the views collectively of, of the athletes in Germany and not uh, linked directly with the Olympic Committee of Government. You have the same thing in Canada with Athletes Can, which is a separate organization, and, and the USOC Athlete Commission is also looking at a potential movement into have more independence where they're representing athletes in the athlete collective voice. I don't think we've ever seen um, the voice of athletes getting bigger and stronger than we have today. And they are demanding more. They are demanding different things. Um, and that's where I think it's important that we, we take our time we understand we're humble. We're not expected for the IOC or, or WADA or the Paralympics, the IPC to uh, open the doors and say, what do you want? Um, we're, we're still young. We're getting established. We have time. We're not going to rush and we're going to make sure that what we do collectively with the athletes is in their interest as we move forward. Now, this is a, a multi-organization which the interest in, in, in a number of issues, not just, say, expressing disappointment or criticism about the handling of the Russia doping situation. Uh, there's uh, uh, other issues that are important to athletes that you'd like to address. Absolutely, and, and that's why we're listening. We're hearing a lot of different topics come up, everything from uh, branding to, as I mentioned earlier, being able to have a, an equal voice um, in terms of developing stronger and, and rules, um, anti-doping, sport rules, and shaping sport together. There's a lot of really smart sport administrators that are growing sport and they're developing it really well. But that may be done better with more athlete engagement. And the most recent ASWAP report uh, identified that and said, you know, athletes are um, speaking up, athletes are mobilizing. And I think taking it to the next stage and ensuring that, that they recognize that, but now exploring ways of how athletes can be further engaged to grow sport, 
revenue shared, and everybody benefits in the end. Uh, if you look at the North American leagues, uh, you look at the professional leagues in Europe and and leagues in, in Oceania, they have equal say with athletes and, and the, the sporting organizations that are, are running those sports. And they haven't suffered. They've actually grown. Um, and athletes' safety has grown. Um, the share of, of the revenue pie has grown. And, and it's worked in a pretty sensible manner that has helped the growth of sport. And, and I think it's time to explore that and see how that possibly could fit within the current uh, structures that are there and, and how it could evolve for the future. Well, let's just take water, for example. It's half of its membership on the, on the board is from sport, the other half from, from government. What, per, what, percentage of athletes should be part of, of, of the water board? You know, that's a good question. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed and, and considered. I know the world players uh, have put together a proposal where they feel it should be one-third athletes, one-third sport, one-third governance. And athletes have said, you know, if, if that was the case, would there have been different decisions uh, made towards Russia? I don't have the answer to that. But um, I think healthy athlete engagement, equal representation, you can only end up with better decisions. Um, if you have happy athletes, if you have people buying into the sport, sponsors are supporting it, uh, you can grow immensely in the future. And athletes are smart individuals. Uh, they're focused. Um, they are high achievers. And they can bring a lot to the table. And they know sport better than anyone. Um, they live it. They, they compete in it. And engaging them meaningfully to say, how can we improve technology? How can we improve the, the viewerships? Um, I think in the end will be a huge benefit for, for all involved. Sports are wonderful thing. Uh, the Olympic and Paralympic movements are wonderful things. And if we can grow it in a way that's uh, even more attractive, I think everybody wins in the end. Yeah, we're talking with Rob Keeler. He is the Director General of Global Athlete, the new organization founded to represent the interests of international athletes across a, a range of issues. Is this, is this a prelude to a, an athlete union? I've been asked that question before, Ed, and, and I think it's far too early to, to speculate um, what, what the end result is right now. As I said, we, we want to make sure we spend time um, adjusting and, and evaluating what the feedback from the athletes are. And, I mean, it could take on simple forms of, of supporting independent athlete commissions uh, globally. Uh, it could result in mobilization of, of groups of athletes. So I think right now we really want to take stock and, and make sure we don't rush into things, make sure we don't make uh, quick decisions, and make sure we listen. And that not only athletes, but even the organizations that may be questioning what we're doing, uh, listen to them and, and have an open open mind. Uh, this is This is not about challenging anyone. This is about trying to make sport um, a more attractive uh, organization for everybody involved, and, and that includes athletes. We've talked to athletes who said, my sporting career is done and, and I have nothing. Uh, and Maybe there's something that needs to be done even more. I know there's programs in place, but even more to help athletes as they go through a very difficult time when they end sport. Uh, everything from depression to um, lack of income, and they devote so much time to it that maybe there should be something looked looked at as we move forward. And that's something that the IOC pays attention to. 
Uh, very, I'm very familiar with what happens in the U.S. with the U.S. Olympic Committee. I think Canada Olympic Committee also has a, a program to um, work with athletes as they transition from sporting to a professional career after uh, after their competitive life is over. Um, it's mm-hmm. not enough, or do they do they need to do more in this realm? Well, I applaud the, the organizations that deal with that. I think it's it's, a, it's an initial step. It's a good step um, to try to to try to do that that balance of of life after sport. And programs are in place. Um, from what I heard from several athletes, uh, and I say several more than more than twenty five thirty athletes that. They they felt that there was lacking um, in terms of what they do after sport, um, and and more needed to be done. So I think that's that's things that we need to look at, take into consideration, and have a broader broader perspective. As I said, it's too early to say whether it, the existing programs are working or not. Um, but from the early early days, um, we think that the athletes want more. And what kind of organization? Will global athlete be? Who can join, and what what size is it right now? Do you have any goal or projection as to how you'd like to see it grow in the next year or two? The first initial goal is to be inclusive, not exclusive, and to allow all athletes who have an interest in joining and being part of it and having the discussion is the principle we want to start on. Um, our goal in, in the coming year. As I said, we want to make sure we, we find out what the athletes want, what they need. And uh, I could have sat down and, and, and wrote what I think should be done in the next year or two years. Um, but again, that's not the way we're structured. And, and that would be, as I said, like most organizations where they set a strategic plan and objectives, we're going to develop as we go and we're going to work with the athletes to make sure that it's in their interest, what they want. And in a year's time, we hope to have that uh, discussion. Uh, we're planning in 2020 a global conference, and the lead up to that, some regional conferences coming up, uh, which we're finalizing now, to take stock of, of the global global athletic community and to to see where where we head with this organization. And, and can can you join? Is there a process to to join to to register to become um, a name on the list of the of the membership here? Yes, we have a, a, a place on the website, the, just right now, the initial website, www.globalathlete.org, where people can sign up and, and be a member of uh, and support Global Athlete. We just had uh, Athletes Can uh, lend their support to us uh, yesterday, who represents 5,000 athletes in, in Canada. So that's the type of approach we're doing. And, and as I said, we're going to grow organically. Um, when we have to prove ourselves, we're not foolish to think that we, we, we set something up and people join. We have to really show that uh, we're committed to, to the cause and committed to, to helping the athletes move forward. Uh, funding for Global Athlete, it's right now coming from Fair Play, uh, an organization which um, supports um, athlete initiatives um, and other, other, other causes in the interests of Fair Play. Uh, you, you need you need more than what they're providing. How do you become a, a viable financial financially viable organization? Yeah, so the organization Fair Sport is the one that's 
that's funding, and they have initiatives where they protect whistleblowers as well. This organization is not linked to the board of, of Fair Sport. Uh, the, the funding comes from them. Uh, I think this is a different look and feel to what they're doing now in terms of this is primarily focused on the athlete and the growth of the athlete moving forward in, in terms of what they want to get and how they want to help create sport. Um, the the whole idea of, of long-term funding, I mean, we're not in a rush to, to search for funds. Uh, we will move that in a, that dial as we move further down the line. I had some former athletes who have been very successful who have come forward and said, uh, why can't I donate to this? Because during my time when I was in sport, I was so focused on sport, I didn't have time to give back and, and leave sport in a better place than I left it. And if I can contribute to this organization that can help athlete rights, that can strengthen athlete rights, then uh, I'd like to do that. And, and I think that's something we'll explore as we move forward, uh, whether that's what the athletes want uh, and, and look at that. So I think everything's on the table, Ed, and, and we'll see where we move as, as we continue this journey. Um, you don't have a, an office yet or an organization with, with staff? Yeah, we have a decentralized um, approach. So I'm in Montreal, communications person in London. Uh, we have an athlete representative in the Netherlands. Um, and we have some support in the U.S. So um, we don't have a, a formal office, but we are um, uh, the decentralized approach. I think is going to be important for this organization because if we're going to grow, we have to we have to be in the areas and in the regions. Because while it's a very global global society, we have to take in the the local sensitivities and. Uh, doing something in, in the U.S. or in Canada or, or in Lausanne, Switzerland, versus doing something in Kenya, South Africa, uh, Egypt, or in Malaysia, it, it, it will be very different, and the athletes' um, sensitivities will be different. So I think the global global reach will be important, and that decentralization may be the way we move forward. The Water Conference this week, uh, their annual meeting, you've been to a few of them in your previous employment there at, uh, at, at WADA. Um, what are you expecting from the conference this week? And, and, and talk a little bit more about this uh, athlete component of the, of the conference uh, that's been, been added this year. Yeah. The, two years ago, the WADA Athlete Committee uh, explored the whole option and, and the idea of, of developing a anti-doping charter of athlete rights and whether that was needed and what should be done. And since that time, two years ago, the WADA Athlete Committee um, has engaged athletes globally to develop a charter. Um, uh, over the past two years, they've done consultation. And the interesting thing that I'm quite excited about over the next two days is uh, the, a day, a full day uh, in the afternoon on Wednesday and the morning on Thursday, is there's going to be discussions on athlete rights um, at a very degree of panels talking about what athlete rights are, human rights, uh, and how they interlink with how things move forward. And then the discussion of the charter that's been proposed and the, the draft charter that is being proposed to be implemented into the, the revised code in, in Poland in November. And more importantly is the time to spend with the athletes there to have one-on-ones, to get an understanding of, of where they are and, and where they see things moving in the future. So I think it's pretty exciting. And, and the fact that 
time is dedicated to the athletes and, and an athlete session, I think should be applauded and, and really uh, a model for moving forward. Uh, this whole environment in anti-doping and sport is built for, developed for athletes and engaging them in a meaningful way and letting them have a say, I think is, is crucial. And so I applaud those initiatives that, that are being done. And will Global Athlete make some sort of a, a statement about the, 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 the athlete code of rights? Will it try to um, bring any changes, make any suggestions for, for, for changes? So the athletes involved um, that are that have been working with us and, and the ones that have signed up um, have have been doing that individually. We are, as I said, we are not going to make a statement on it uh, today or tomorrow. Um, we'll be principle based and we'll, we'll follow their lead. So, no, we're not going to go out and, and say that uh, everyone should adopt the water charter of athlete rights. Um, and I think that's the important part: is the athletes have to decide that, and, and moving forward, it's what the athletes want. And what do you expect next in the way of, of milestones in the development of Global Athlete? I think the next exciting milestones is, is the regional forums that we're going to be planning. Um, to really get that one-on-one approach with, with the athletes, to have discussions with them, and to make a list of, of where they feel um, things are going well and where they think, think things are not going so well. I think the more data we collect in terms of, of that information will be important. And we also have a milestone to, to set out a survey uh, to understand and give athletes the ability to provide open and, and transparent information that will be made confidential and so they can share what they have. Because one of the areas that has been concerning is that we've, we've heard is that athletes are afraid to speak up for the fear of retribution. Um, but that, I saw that in the, in the WADA Charter of Anti-Doping Rights um, as one of the, the, the principles that they have in there that athletes should be able to speak out. So it's providing that safe environment, let them let them have the discussion and, and engaging with others. And and as I said before, the, the Paralympic movement and the Olympic movement have a lot to bring to the table and we want to listen to what they think and what we should do and and where we should position ourselves. So we're open to everyone. Uh, we're not a defensive organization that, that's in a battle. We're one that's going to be looking to really support an initiative that can, can only grow and help sport in the long term. And how are you going to know that Global Athlete has established itself as a as a influential voice for, for athletes? I think that comes with the athletes themselves. When if, when they're getting behind it, um, as I said, we we're going to be working with groups of athletes, getting behind it. Athlete mobilization has a wonderful thing; uh, can do a wonderful thing for athletes in general. Um, we just saw what happened within the, the United States with the U.S. women's soccer team and and the victory they're going for for equal pay and. And Adidas stepping up, and this is another area where sponsors need to step up, and Adidas stepped up and said, uh, we are going to give you uh, equal bonuses um, for winning the World Cup. These are steps in the right direction in terms of athlete rights and making sure that sponsors are on board and everyone's on board to to protect the athletes, to help the athletes, and to help grow their, their well-being. Thanks very much, Rob Kaler. It's a pleasure speaking with you today. And it's a pleasure, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And good luck with uh, your organization there. Rob Keeler is the Director General of Global Athlete, 
and he's joined us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula. Thanks for joining us today. For 25 years, your best source of news about the Olympics is AroundTheRings.com.